Welcome to the Pick Up Podcast, the place where women pick each other up, dust each other off, and help each other to shine. This is a place of lifting, refreshing, and truth-telling. Our goal? To collect the broken pieces of our lives and create a beautiful mosaic that reflects light and hope to the world. So take a deep breath, sis, because you've just found two new friends for your journey. We just have one question for you. Are you ready to pick up where we last left off? Let's begin. One of the big questions I'm sure families out here have is, what is the father's role in homeschool? What does that look like for you? Yeah. um, So for us, it's interesting. When my kids were younger, I would use my husband as leverage. (laughs) (laughs) Right? (laughs) I really would. Like, this needs to get done before your dad gets home, okay? (laughs) That's all I got to tell you, buddy. (laughs) And things will get done. You do what you got to do. No shade, no judgment. (laughs) Just listen. If you got to use it, you got to use it. And that really worked well when they were younger. Um, Now that some of the kids are getting older and going into college, I think he's become more of like a confidant for them. So one of the things that you do have to balance with homeschool is like mom versus teacher. Mm -hmm. And so... We haven't talked about parenting styles on the podcast yet, but my parenting style tends to be filled with grace because my kids are with me so much, you know, and they would just be completely over me if I was um, nitpicking every single thing that they did. So what's nice about as they get older is they can kind of go to Calvin, my husband, and be like, you know, well, mommy said I have to do this or she said I have to do that but what do you think? And they use him as a sounding board. And at first that was like a little jarring to me because for our family, I owned the education. I owned that whole um, world in our family. And so it was a little tough for me at first, but now I realize that it's really great for them to be able to have that. He's almost kind of like a guidance counselor, I guess, if you want to give him a role. So that's Calvin's role for our family. Um, And of course, if I still need some enforcement, he's He's there. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Calvin. Shout out. You're pretty dope. Yes. What so, about Brock? It's interesting. Our dynamic has evolved quite a bit. I owned most of it. Um, gosh, I'm, I'm losing count. We kind of just do it. I guess the first six years or so, but the past two to three years, Brock has really stepped up. Shout out to Brock, <laughs> my amazing husband. Um, he stepped up a bit when I went back to work, you know, full time. And so he's more hands on with them as far as um, the routines of the day. So I'm so grateful for him when I was on bed rest. You know, he really I think that was <laughs> kind of breaking him into it. Right. with Chloe. I was on bed rest a month at home and then a month mm-hmm. in the hospital. And that I think I see that time as he that was the training ground for him to just get in understand our daily routine and since then I mean he he rocks it now I mean he almost kind of directs them a little better than I do these days That's awesome. um, so and now with us being in the hybrid situation we kind of just support and mm-hmm. you know the school lays out the curriculum and we support but again we try to infuse the talents gifts yeah. and all of those things the dance um, the music lessons, the Savion, he's incredible. I mean, he really is autonomous, you know, mm-hmm. at this point, probably because, you know, I struggled with high risk pregnancies. Um, so he's been self-directed mm-hmm. for a long time, which is not every child. And that's OK. It's so important to know right. the difference. But he's teaching himself Japanese, how to read, how to write. He's so good at it. Yeah. I mean, it's just mind blowing. <laughs> 
And even with the the girls, he's helping out right now with mm-hmm. my girls, and he's so nurturing. I just love that homeschool really fosters the family and strengthening that. You said it so well. We don't realize how much time and how much influence the school system has on our kids. Yeah until we see things go wrong. And so for us, that was a big reason why we started. We wanted to have more influence. And especially when we see all that's going on, mm-hmm. um, it's it's essential, especially with our faith. We want to yeah. make sure that um, they understand God wired them to learn. So whether we do curriculum or not, they're going to learn. And God made them fearfully, made them wonderfully, and he created them to do great things. And so we just want to set the table for that, for them to find yeah. success for them. There's no American dream. There's no standard to success. And and I'm excited that we get to help shape that for them. So what you said is so important because um, I think if you homeschool, you are family centric Mm -hmm. and family centric is not the culture of the United States. Right. We tend to be as United States citizens bent on like success, individualized success. So. Some of the things, some of the things that happen when you homeschool, when you are family centric, um, are really interesting. Like people will say, or they've said to me, oh, your oldest is just like a third parent. And I'm like, full stop. No, she's not. She's a, she's a kid. Mm -hmm. But just because you see her taking agency and caring about her siblings, that doesn't mean that now she's elevated into this role. She's family focused, right? right? So she knows that if we all succeed, like we succeed together. Same thing with, um, any of my kids, you know, will hear comments about, um, well, you guys only cheer for like, like in team events, you cheer for your, yeah, because she needs to know that her family is here supporting her. Of course, we're here supporting the whole entire team, but we're focused on her and we're focused on what's good for her or we're focused on what's good for him, you know? And so being family centric in the United States is very, very tricky. And so I think that's also one of the myths that, uh, or one of the struggles that may surround homeschool is that you're seen as maybe, um, like separatists or like, I don't know, what's a good word for it that you don't really like want to blend into society well, or that you're counter, you're antisocial, but it's just that you're focused in on your one particular goal and you're making sure that everybody is focused on that same thing. So for us, the eight of us are focused on making sure the eight of us succeed. And for you, the five of you guys are focused on making sure the five of you succeed. And it's actually a beautiful thing. And it's so wonderful to have kids that can like catch that vision, come alongside of it and be like, yeah, we're going to make sure that we cover each other and that we are able to do this together as a family. So I just thought what you said was so great. And it's really important to know there's just a difference when you homeschool um, in what your focus is. And for us, it's our family. Yeah. And I would just say to uh, mothers who might be apprehensive and you feel like I'm not equipped or called, God knows what your kids need. He's going to provide that, whether it's through you or through supplement. But I will say, you know, as you were sharing that, I was reflecting on my family and how we travel, you know, with my husband and my kids, you know, are up late hours. Mm -hmm. He's wired them. Our sleep patterns are different than the average person. And so I don't have to have mom guilt because I appreciate that now because they can do that. They're able to stay with us out all night and still function. You know, whereas if they were on this strict sleep schedule of I have to be in the bed at seven. I couldn't support my husband in the way that I need to. But my kids are musical. They need to be in that atmosphere. I was looking at Chloe just 
admiring the drummer, you know, just soaking it in and she's playing behind the scenes and, you know, Savion is behind a camera with Freddie. Yeah. You know what? How powerful, you know, is that? So not only is our American culture not family centric, but I will dare to say mm. the church is not always mm. family centric. I think it's been a pet peeve of mine, a, yeah, a source true. of frustration that the family is pulled apart. There's women's ministry on this night and men's ministry on that night and kids and every there's a different thing instead of bringing the family unit together now some churches do it very well the orange curriculum i think is a great example so many that i could throw out i think it's super important even for the church to get back to god Mm -hmm. created the family yeah and that's the unit and out of that you know then we enrich but we need to bring it back instead of pulling apart and dividing our time so you have church events and then you have sports Mm -hmm, events and mm -hmm. it's like when do we come together and gel as a family apart from homeschool I don't know how families do it when you work full-time your kids are in school then you have all the youth groups and all the things when do you have time to have intimacy as a family I have no clue I, I don't know and I we're one of those families that runs like we go 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 in the evening right so the afternoon like our afternoon meal you know our morning like usually 10 o'clock to about one o'clock bible study eating together all of that that's our community time for the eight of us to like be the eight of us you know even with zora being in school now she'll still come home from classes so she can have that time with us i have no clue how people do it mm-hmm. that have to get up and out of the house and yeah. How do you find time? How mm-hmm. do you know what's going on with one another? And I mean, if y'all have practical <laughs> tips and tricks, know. please let us know because I'm like, y'all must be really amazing because yeah. if I have autonomy over the schedule of the majority of my children and I still find it difficult to find room to just breathe and just be. Right. And listen, you know, I'm full on with you 100% <laughs> when it comes to the church and doing that because we, we take the family we say i want to use you for this gift you for that gift you for that gift and we separate it and we pull it apart and we don't say hey as a family unit this is what you can do i'm sure that you've had it also um you would bring your kids to to cfni and to Mm -hmm. worship and to class sometimes and i would do the same thing and we keep going back to cfni because it's where we met each other and it's like the the foundation it's where you know we came together but i remember people being like you can't bring your kids to class like we're on a christian college campus i'm like i sure can and here they are and they're gonna sit and and they're gonna learn and they learned the presence of god and they learned about the holy spirit and they i mean doing things together with your family is natural it's natural and it's beautiful and it's right in its way that it should be it's the design it's god's design is how it's how things should be and Um, we're better together like we really are use one gift but imagine if they're all working in unison how much more effective we could be in the kingdom in fact i remember savion sitting in i was studying missions at christ for the nations and savion was three years old Mm -hmm. sitting in those classes his nanny who would whenever i would you know send him somewhere she was japanese the Mm -hmm. two of them were japanese and so i have no doubt that that's part of why this thing rose up in him to start learning japanese and writing japanese so what are our kids missing out on because we don't yeah. immerse them in those environments and bring them alongside and see how we handle conflict? Yeah. See how my husband had to, you know, navigate some difficult situations behind the scene at a concert. I love that my kids get to be mm-hmm. with us. It's then I have no guilt that I'm away and we're doing Absolutely. these things. And people ask, how do you do it all? I think because we're together, it doesn't feel like very much. 
Yeah. We're doing it together. We're running, but we're running together, together and we draw strength and inspiration from each other. Yeah. Doing it together is really the key. You have to be linked up arm in arm and you have to have the same goal. You can get there right. different ways, right? Everyone can have their own little piece to play, but you have to get there together. Um, and it's funny because you talked about Brock handling something backstage. One of the things that I sometimes maybe want to like shoot myself in the foot for is I let my kids see like my best and my worst. Oh, absolutely. You know? And so I'm like, so, Hey guys, for real, I should not, <laughs> I should have not have talked to that lady that way. Or I should not have responded that way. Or here's a better way I could have handled it because they learned from it right. and they see your humanity. And then if we want to talk about a generation falling away and a generation, not it's because there's a lack of transparency and there is some hypocrisy in what we do as adults. And so, so if true. I let my kids transparently see where my weaknesses are and where my strengths are and I don't try to you can ask my kid I'm not like I do not try to come across as being perfect anything I'm like well I screwed that up you know what I mean if you do that and if you let them see your humanity and that you still have your faith right humanity aside then it just brings them into an authentic place where they can trust you they can trust the thing that you that you're pouring into them they can trust the God that you're you're showing them is the way, the truth, and the life. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And all of that really comes together. And that is what homeschooling is about. It's right. about the full circle moment. It's about all of it coming together. So if you're really trying to get into this thing, don't look at picking out curriculum mm -hmm. first. Don't try to figure out, figure out who you are, what you're about, what your family-centric moment is going to be, and then, and then go from there. Because we're not all raising Rhodes scholars, right? right. Some of the most amazing people that we, I mean, we saw through COVID supply chain. If we don't have people driving trucks, it. if we don't have people um, at Walmart, at Kroger, if we don't have um, nurses, if we don't have frontline, if we don't have, goodness, our realtor sold us our house <laughs> at the end of the pandemic, you know, if we don't have people that are willing to get out there right. and to do the work. So you don't have to be raising some scholar just to say that you're homeschooling. You have to be raising an authentic, complete right. human being who's willing to reflect upon and embrace all of their gifts and then give that back out into the world. That's all you have to be able to do. Wasn't that a great episode, guys? I mean, we need to give these homeschool dads their props so much more often. Shout out to Calvin and Brock for holding it down. You know what to do. Like, listen, share, and subscribe. We don't want you to miss any of the magic. Hey, stay tuned because next week we're bringing you another installment in our How to Homeschool series. This is Chrisette and Dominique, and we can't wait to pick up the conversation with you next time.